How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back with our Week 10 installment of Fan Mail Friday, coming to you guys on a Saturday. If you guys don't know how this series works, we answer all of your guys' questions submitted via Instagram. We have a lot of important questions to answer before the Bears' Week 10 matchup on November 16th with the Minnesota Vikings. Monday Night Football, a very big game, the 3-5 and five Vikings visiting the 5-4 and four Bears. So let's hop right into it. Before we start, I would like to introduce myself and my co-host. My name is Chris Malpe. Today, to answer your guys' questions, I am joined with my co-host, Jalen McClinton. Jalen, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. The drafts in a, the NBA drafts in a couple days. Um, we play on Monday, so I'm hoping, prepared to have a good week next week. But, uh, yeah, we got some football today. We got some football tomorrow. Um, I could I could relax and just watch football the whole day without being mad about a Bears loss. So uh, it's definitely been a couple good days for me. Yeah, let's hop right into it. We've got a lot of questions to answer today, all coming from my Instagram page. Parth isn't here. He just watched uh, his Indiana Hoosiers uh, put a stomping on the Michigan State Spartans. So good for them. Good for Parth. Top 10 in the nation. They face off with Ohio State next week. Should be a good game. We'll find out if IU is legit or not. But we're here today to talk about the Bears. The first question today comes from Miggy1977. He asks, how do you guys think our offense will look with Laser calling the plays? Uh, I've done a bit of research on Bill Laser uh, ever since he was named the offensive play caller yesterday. He runs a ton of 11 personnel from what I've gathered. Uh, also likes three wide receiver sets. Uh, I said it yesterday when we did Uncut 93. Uh, he incorporates a ton of play action, also run pass options. He wants to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly, which is something that probably fares in Nick Foles' favor. Uh, the Bears aren't going to have Sam Mustafer. Jason Spriggs is, uh, I believe, listed as um, questionable for the game. So the O-line's looking to be bad again. Uh, I think the Bears will activate Eric Cush because they actually can do that. So, But uh, I do think Laser looking to get the ball out of the hands of Nick Foles quicker is going to help him. Uh, also, he's just thrived in play action and RPO situations in the past, so I enjoy uh, the sound of that. But, Jalen, I want to pass it to you. I'm pretty sure I covered it on, on most every ground, but what do you think the offense will look like with Bill Lazor as the as the new play caller, and do you think we'll see anything different uh, that we didn't see or that we expected to see more of from Matt, Matt, from Matt Nagy? Um, I don't think it, it could be worse than what we've seen um, over the past nine games from, from this Matt Nagy offense. You know, I love Nagy as a coach, but of these last two seasons, going back to last season as well, this play calling hasn't been very, hasn't been very good. We've seen very predictable one calls and third and short. You know, what, you know, this offensive line is not very good. And I didn't, hopefully I would, you know, teams would expect that you can get a one yard push from your offensive line, but not from the Bears. So I was tired of seeing him do that. The, the, the screen on third and 13, third and 20s, I, I never understood that, uh, you know, having Cordero Patterson as our second running back um, or, like, he was our main running back on a lot of key plays for us um, during during some of these games. So from Laser, you know, I don't think it's going to be, you know, we're going to come out and score 30 points a game for the rest of the season with Laser as our play caller. No, I don't expect that because we still do have problems on the offensive line. But um, I don't think it could be any worse if, you know, Laser can come in here and, and you know, consistently call good plays, especially in the red zone. We, we've seen in the red zone that we've had, uh, you know, 
terrible play calling for, for, for whatever reason. So I don't think it could be much worse. I don't expect us, like I said, I don't expect us to come out here and just put point multiple, like, uh, you know, a huge bunch of points on the board, but I don't think it could be worse for Maggie at this point. I'm just glad we get to see something different. Um, sadly, it took nine weeks, but um, after a three-game losing streak, Maggie knows, you know, he, he needs to do his best for this team. That's the reason why he's our head coach, and, I, and I'm glad he did it. Yeah, I got to go ahead and agree with you there. This next question comes from Gonzalez.14. He says, who do you guys think will get the most snaps at running back in Week 10? We obviously now do know, luckily because we're recording this on Saturday rather than uh, on, a, on a Thursday or a Friday before the injury report comes out, that David Montgomery will be out of this game. He's ruled out with a concussion, so we probably won't see him again until after the bye week in Week 12 when the Bears face the Green Bay Packers. I think there's a highly... Uh, I think it's highly likely that Lamar Miller does get promoted finally this week. Brad Biggs tweeted out a while ago, one of the main Bears guys for the Chicago Tribune, that he thinks that Eric Cush and Lamar Miller both get promoted. Two very good things. I think Laser realizes that Cordell Patterson has had some success at running back this year. He needs to be run more as a wide receiver or possibly even a tight end. But I think Lamar Miller is going to be the bell cow back in this game. Uh, I, I hope he's up to par. I hope he's ready to play. He's torn his ACL. Uh, I believe once in the last two years. So I think he'll be good to go. I, I do think he'll be promoted and I do think he'll get the most snaps at running back. We remember a couple of years ago in 2014 when Bill Lazor was the one calling the offensive plays for the Miami Dolphins that Lamar Miller had his best season, 1,099 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. So I think that Lamar Miller will get the most carries in this one once on Monday, he is promoted to the active roster. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it back around to you. There have been some murmurs that Cordero Patterson is going to be the lead back in this game, but who do you think gets the most snaps at running back? Uh, hopefully we, we bring up Lamar Miller. Um, if we do, then I'm going to go with him. But uh, hopefully we do. He's been on the team since, I think, since towards ACL. So hopefully we bring him up. I feel like we should have brought him up multiple weeks ago, but if we don't, then uh, yeah, Cordero Patterson, even though I'm not very confident in his, in his ability to be a uh, everyday, every down back that he would be if we, if we don't bring up Lamar Miller, but I'm, I'm highly confident that we bring up Miller. Yeah, and it makes sense that that would happen. This next question is an important one. It comes from Fitzel and Music. He asks, who is the mo- what is the most significant positional matchup on the field specifically? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson currently allowing the eighth lowest passer rating to opposing quarterbacks uh, as a cornerback, uh, 61.8, I believe, to be exact. He's also leading the league in pass breaks up with 12. But we've seen Justin Jefferson do crazy things for the Minnesota Vikings. This year he has 34 receptions, 627 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. He's been a threat game to game. I believe he's averaging around 70 or 80 receiving yards per game. He's been a big impact player for them. Uh, Jalen Johnson has been a big impact player for the Bears. Two second-round picks are about to duke it out. I trust that Kyle Fuller, who recently came out, I believe is the fourth-highest-ranked pro football-focused cornerback in the league. I believe that he'll do well against Adam Thielen. He has struggled in the past a little bit against Stefan Diggs, who now is in Buffalo and Thielen. But I think the most important matchup is going to be slowing down Justin Jefferson. He's been on a hot streak recently, and he's going to be up against Jalen Johnson, who's rock solid. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's the most significant matchup on the field, at least defensively. Obviously, you can go with something like Dalvin Cook, but Jalen, I want to pass it back around to you. You can go with something defensively as well if you want, but do me a favor, if you can, give me an offensive matchup that you think is most significant on the field on Monday night. 
think the most significant would be uh, not just uh, the whole uh, D line in general, whole defense of general against uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, their best player by far. He th- he's the reason they're on the two game winning streak. But um, if we're going with offense, uh, our wide receivers versus their secondary, um, trying just trying to switch it up. Uh, you know, for offensive side, you know, like I said, I talked about this in our three key matchups. Uh, they they have a very weak secondary. A lot of young guys, other than their their safeties and Anthony Harris and um, and Harrison Smith. Uh, I don't know why I can't think of his name, but they have a lot of young guys. They have Holton Hill, Chris Boyd, uh, Jeff Gladney, who they just drafted out of TCU with their first round pick after getting rid of a, a lot of veterans in in Trey Wayne. They got rid of Xavier Rhodes, uh, McKenzie Alexander. You know, so these are these is a whole group of new people, other than a couple. So um, I definitely feel like with, with the veteran wide receiver with Allen Robinson, if he plays in um, uh, Anthony Miller, who, who showed flashes this season, as well as Darnell Mooney, who, who's having an absolute great season as a fifth round rookie. That if we're, if we're able to um, beat their wide receivers off the press or just wide running in general, um, that I would say that was our that would be our huge uh, key matchup, especially if we can have time in the pocket to let, for to give Nick Foles time to deliver the ball. Yeah, I got to go ahead and agree with you there. Uh, offensively, giving Foles time to get the ball out is going to be huge. I also like Laser with the RPOs, the play action, getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly. Hopefully it will you know, benefit Foles because obviously we know Laser did spend 2014 with Lamar Miller, but he spent 2013 as the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles threw 27 touchdowns, a career high for him that season, so that is promising as well. The next question is going to come from Joseph Rosquito. He asks, could the Bears revive their season with wins in the next three weeks? Obviously, in Week 12, uh, you know, obviously they have the Week 11 bye, but in Week 12 they face the Green Bay Packers. I think that's going to be a very tough one, but I don't trust the Packers' defense so much, but going up against Aaron Rodgers is always going to be a tough task. But in Week 13, the Bears have the Detroit Lions again. If they can win two of these next three, they'll be at 7-5 and five, uh, with, I believe, five games remaining, and a couple of them come against Minnesota again, Jacksonville, and Houston. So I like it if they can win two of these next three. I think that's ideally how I would like it to spell out. Um, and I, I think they can beat Houston. I think they can beat Jacksonville. I think they can beat Minnesota again, and hopefully they can beat Minnesota on Monday Night Football, obviously. That would give them the five wins that they need with Detroit as well uh, to go to 10-6. and six. Uh, With how it's been trending recently, I know that doesn't seem likely, but I do believe that they can definitely revive their season to make a push for a higher wildcard spot if they can win uh, two of these next three games. I think that would be huge. So, Jalen, what do you think? Uh, what was the question your mic was on? <clears throat> no worries. Um, uh, if the Bears win two of these next three weeks, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota, all the NFC North opponents, do you think if they can get to 7-5 and five, that they can revive their season and hopefully make a push for the playoffs? Uh, definitely. Um, I was hoping that we, in the last three games that we played against the Rams, the Vic, not uh, the Rams, the Titans, and the Saints, that we were able to pull off those two wins against the NFC opponents and the Rams and, and the Saints. And I would have, I, I, you know, I would, of course, I would have been mad if we lost to the Titans, which we did. But I wouldn't have been that mad because that's not a, uh, that's not in that division. Getting these wins in this, in the, the, against our, these divisional opponents are huge, especially with seven or maybe eight. Um, Playoff teams, depending on if we lose a game or not, uh, with with this new thing they they agreed on, would be huge for us. You know, we're still in the seventh seed right now. We're not the seventh seed. We're still in the eighth seed right now, and that's due to the Rams losing and uh, a couple teams behind us uh, losing. So, 
Um, I, I still, if we can win these next, if we can win these next three or maybe even two against the Vikings and uh, the you know Houston or the Lions and stuff like that, I definitely feel like we have a chance to make the playoffs. If we really want to have a good push, we can only lose like two or more games, and I, I'm hoping those two games would be uh, to the Packers if we do take an L. So, um, I definitely feel like we still have a chance. Uh, but this 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 game uh, against the Vikings will definitely be a huge. Uh, factor if if we if we're going to continue to do that I think this Vikings game is going to tell the tale of how the rest of the season goes because obviously the Bears are beatable by teams that I wouldn't consider to be up to par playoff teams if they lose to the Vikings obviously the Vikings are coming in on a hot streak but this is definitely a winnable game uh you know it's going to be tough not having the tiebreakers over both the Rams and the Saints because ideally I would want the Bears to be the five seed in the north so they could <clears throat> the five seed in the NFC excuse me uh so they can play the team coming out of the NFC East, probably the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs in the wild card round. But any playoff game in general, I would absolutely take it. And the Bears can definitely hopefully do it and turn it around very soon. This next question comes from Aiden underscore Collins underscore. He asks, if we limit the Vikings to a mainly passing only offense, do you think our offense can take advantage of it and win this game? I think that's the blueprint you have to follow. I think that's the tail of the tape. You have to shut down Dalvin Cook. I don't know how likely it's going to be. It's promising that the Bears have done well against running backs recently. You know, obviously Alvin Kamara gashed us, and that worries me about Dalvin Cook because they're very similar statistically. But the Bears did hold Derrick Henry last week to 68 rushing yards on 21 carries. That's his worst yards in a game this season that's also his worst yards per carry so I believe if the Bears can get the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands uh he's been someone to do poorly on prime time in the past poorly against the Bears in the past I think you can win the game and the offense hopefully led by Bill Lazor will be able to take advantage and hopefully put up enough points to win this one if the Bears can slow down the run so Jalen I'm going to pass it back around to you if the Bears can slow down Dalvin Cook enough to make Kirk Cousins have to win the game with his arm, do you think the Bears come out on top and the offense takes advantage? Of course, that's that's been mainly been our key to success against these Vikings. You know, we we stopped we stopped Dalvin Cook and we make Kirk Cousins beat us, and he can't do it. Uh, for some reason, Kirk Cousins just doesn't play well against the Bears this season. He hasn't played well against really anybody other than probably like the Titans, but they still lost that game. So, um, if we can, you know, make Kirk Cousins beat us, I I'm very confident in our ability to win that game. Just mainly our off of our defense. Our offense can play like it did last week against the Titans, and I still feel like we could win just because Kirk Cousins is the quarterback and not Ryan Tannehill or or um, or Jared Goff or even a, a Drew Brees, so definitely. Yeah, i got to go ahead and agree with you. This next question, more of a fun one, comes from 319 underscore slew. Uh, he asks, orange uniforms, good or bad luck? Um, you know what? Normally, I, I don't like the orange uniforms because we lost to the Colts this year in them. We lost to the Chargers last year in them. Also, the Dolphins on the game where Cody Parkey missed the field goal in overtime in 2018 to win the game. But you take a look at where the Bears have had success wearing the orange alternate jerseys. Let's take a look back to November 18th, 2018. Primetime game against the Vikings at home. The exact same situation, the exact same jerseys. The Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings 25-20 to there. Eddie Jackson sealed the deal with a pick six versus the Vikings in 2018. I would love to see that again this weekend. So normally I would say the orange uniforms aren't good luck, but against the Vikings, because we've had success against them in, uh, in those jerseys, I'm going to go ahead and say that they will hopefully 
be good luck this week, uh, next week, actually, on Monday Night Football. So, Jalen, more of a fun question. Uh, what do you think about the orange uniforms, and, and how do, will they play out against the Vikings? Um, I'm, I'm, I'll see, like, personally, I, I love the way the orange uniforms look, um, you know, but we haven't played well against them. We're one in three in them, and that was the last time we won a game in them was the first. Uh, was the last time we, in 2018. So I was over two years ago. Um, so so or it's coming up on two years. So I'm not, you know, he a very huge fan of wearing those during these games. It, every time we we wear them, the, the, we lose in very close games. Like against the Dolphins, that was a close game we lost to. Uh, we lost by a missed field goal by Eddie Pinheiro against the Chargers in last week. Even though we lost by eight points, uh, not last week against the Colts. Even though we lost by eight points, that game was it was, it was still considered close. So. Uh, and, and those uniforms, we we win, we lose or win by close games, and I just don't like that. But hopefully, you know, the last time we won in those uniforms, it was against the Vikings on a prime time on a prime time football game, and uh, the next time against the Vikings. So, you know, hopefully we can we can rewrite history. But uh, I, I love those uniforms. Just when the Bears play in them, they just don't seem to play well. Yeah. Next question comes from Sway Lee sixty five. He asks, "Do you guys think Darnell Mooney will go for twenty plus fantasy points in PPR leagues?" Uh, Darnell Mooney's been up and down in fantasy. He's had some very good games. He's had some very bad games, but overall, he's been consistent to probably get around eight or nine fantasy points. I don't know if he's going to go for twenty plus, but I do like the matchup that he has against the Minnesota Vikings secondary. Uh, he's a player who I believe has been picked up more in fantasy leagues recently. Obviously, he is the Bears' wide receiver, too. And we've seen him have success uh, with the deep ball when they've been able to get it to him. The Vikings rank, I believe, 20th, or excuse me, 30th in the league against opposing wide receivers. He's projected 11.1 fantasy points. He's averaged 8.6 per game. Uh, I believe the closest he's gotten to 20 was against New Orleans, where he had five receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. I think he puts up 10-plus this week. We'll see where it falls within that 10 and 20 range. Um, but Darnell Mooney, I think they're going to try and take a deep shot to him in this game. They normally seem to try it, I would say, around two or three times every game. It doesn't always hit. I believe it's only hit like once or twice. But uh, I, I think the upside with Mooney and fantasy is promising because he'll always have, I feel like, around four or five catches for anywhere between 35 and 60 receiving yards, which fantasy-wise, if you're in a pretty loaded league, uh, can be pretty positive. So I'm going to go ahead and say no for 20-plus points, but I do think he probably gets 10-plus in this one, and I hope he surprises me because it would be so great to have a big game from him, especially on primetime because he's a player, a freaking fifth-round pick who uh, deserves a ton of recognition and I think is only going to continue to blossom in this offense as we move forward. So Jalen, I'm not too sure how big or small of a fantasy football player you are. I know you've played in the past, but in PPR leagues where every catch counts for a point, uh, where do you think Mooney lands this week? Definitely don't think he's going to get over 20 points unless he has like a 100-yard game with two or three touchdowns. But um... Imagine if he caught that ball against the Rams and had a couple more deep catches that could have been like a 30 plus point game I know if if we if we could get Darnell Mooney the ball consistently like especially in those deep balls he would probably be almost top 10 in receiving yards and I'm not even joking (laughs) he was open um against the the Bucks that that he that uh Nick Foles missed he was open against the Colts he gets open deep his yards of separation is some of the best in the league I know that for the Rams completely burnt Jalen Ramsey and and no one talks about that exactly you know so 
uh, he definitely doesn't get the recognition he deserves from uh, outsiders, you know, or, you know, a lot of, a lot of players that are deep into football know Darnell Mooney. And I'm very happy that we got him. Uh, he, if, like I said, if he can, if we can consistently uh, tart or can, can consistently deliver him the ball on those deep routes that he can constantly gets open on, he would be, he would be way more, uh, I guess you would say, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but he would have way more recognition than he has now. But uh, that's off topic. But do I think he gets over 20, uh, you know, fantasy points? I'm gonna say no. Um, but I definitely, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game. Like, um, you know, I'm still looking for that first hundred yard game out of him. He's, he came close against the, against the, that's not the Rams, the Saints. So, um, if we, you know, Nick Foles is obviously a big fan of him. He, he, he likes Darnell Mooney's ability to get open, uh, down the field and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it comes soon. But, uh, for this game, I'm going to say no, just because of the two safety, two safeties they have. Yeah. Darnell Mooney is averaging 4.4 receptions per game. Also, 38.7 yards per game. So you would figure that would be if you round up to four, uh, about 40 yards. That's around eight points a game. And obviously, it's fluctuated a little bit throughout time. But uh, I would love to see him uh, get some deep shots in this one because he's looking like a fourth-year, fifth-year veteran. Uh, and he was a fifth-round pick in, in this year's draft. So good for him. I, I hope he has a good game on Monday night. That would definitely be great. Uh, Lewis Riddick of ESPN, someone who's loved his play in the past, has highlighted him and some of the more underrated players on the Bears like Akeem Hicks. But we've got one more question to answer before we close this one off. It comes from Andrew underscore Zora. He asks, how well do you think our offensive line will hold up on Monday night? The Vikings have had 16 sacks this season. They're averaging two sacks a game. Uh, the Tennessee Titans last week, I don't know how many times exactly they got to Nick Foles. Jalen, you might want to go get that number. But, um, you know, they're averaging two sacks a game. I think if Nick Foles was only sacked twice this week, uh, that would be a, a big plus. I do expect that the Bears are going to add Eric Cush in. I also believe that hopefully Cody Whitehair, they're saying it's looking good, that he could possibly even be back for Monday night against the Vikings, taken off the COVID list. Also, <clears throat> Jason Spriggs might be back. So I think you're adding three, and I, I call them big pieces, and you – can say whatever you want about about that statement. You can criticize it as much as you want, but there are big pieces that are coming in in comparison to what the Bears have had recently with Alex Bars, Arlington Hambright, and Rashad Coward starting. So I do think the offensive line is going to hold up better this week, uh, and hopefully I think uh, they'll be able to give Nick Foles more time to throw, and, and I think the Bears hopefully will come out on top on this one. Obviously our predictions will come out tomorrow in our Week 10 pregame show. But I do think the offensive line will hold up better in this one with hopefully white, bear, white hair back uh, as well as hopefully Cush being activated as well as, has, as well as having Jason Spriggs back. So, Jalen, final question before we close this one off. How do you think the offensive line will hold up in Week 10? Um, last week we played one of the worst pass rushes in the whole entire league and gave up three sacks. So I don't know what to think anymore. Once again, this is not a very good pass rush. They don't have Daniel Hunter. They just traded Yannick Ngakwe three weeks ago after trading for him in the offseason. So, uh, you know, I, I don't expect – I expect us to give up the sack. I, ho I Hopefully we don't because of Nick Foles' inability to, to get out of the pocket or invade in pressure. But, um, you know, hopefully they don't. I don't, I don't expect a, a very good game out of them. But hopefully we can get Cody back. You know, I know Sam's still hurt. But, uh, you know, Alex Barnes didn't play that bad of a game, and, and Jason Spriggs as well, who, who's coming off the COVID list. So, and know, Eric Cush could be huge as well. 
Um, well, Eric Cush is he's been around, so I wouldn't. I'm not very confident in his ability to come. I would trust him starting more than Arlington Hambright, who started oh, yeah, a career yeah, yeah, game, yeah. and Rashad Coward especially as well. Yeah, but I, I was thinking because you know we're, if we do get Cody back, Cody's probably going to go back to guard, and we're probably going to put Alex Barnes at, at, at guard as well with Fatty. So that's why I was saying I don't think he's going to play with, with Spriggs at tackle. Yeah, well, we shall see how the offensive line holds up. It's going to be crucial to the Bears winning on Monday Night Football. Thank you guys so much for tuning into our Week Ten installment of Fan Mail Friday. If you want more content from us, head over to our website BearDown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs every day of the week to get you guys ready for the Bears this Week 10 matchup on Monday Night Football with the Vikings coming up very shortly. So be sure to head over to our website. There are some good reads on there if you have time to check it out. We are announcing a very big giveaway, a winter-themed giveaway, but also we have some good stuff included in there. We're going to have multiple winners in uh, this upcoming giveaway. So to enter that for free, you can follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Down. I assume that will probably be announced on the day of the game, probably Monday night. So be sure to look out for that. And finally, you can find the links to me and Jalen's social medias down in the description, Instagram and Twitter. We are both active on both platforms, and it's a great way to interact with us. Jalen McClinton, we've got 48 hours until kickoff, uh, to be more exact, 51 hours and three minutes. But any last words? Bear down. Please win so I can have a good draft day on Wednesday. That's a lot. Monday night sets the tone for the week. Uh, these Monday games are definitely crucial, and the Bears are going to be heading into a bye week after, so I assume uh, the, the taste of the game, the feel from the game, is going to linger with Bears fans throughout the bye week before we head into the Green Bay Packers week. So should be very important that the Bears can pull this one out. I really hope that they can, but it's been a pleasure to be your host once again. My name is Chris Malpe. Before I go, I would like to say – be sure to check out the links in the description. We always ask for questions, and you guys can be featured in these videos if you would like to. Uh, you can submit a question, and there's a good chance that it gets in a video. We're also going to get back to asking for questions on our YouTube community tab as well, so be sure to keep an eye on that. Normally, on a normal week, Wednesday or Thursday is when we would do that, so be sure to look out for that. But once again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Your guys' support has been incredible recently grinding for 4,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I don't know how uh, how realistic that is, but you guys have really changed it up for us in 2020. We appreciate the support, and we love that we're able to do this for so many people. So Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the Week 10 pregame show coming out tomorrow night, and that's about it for us, guys. Peace. <laughs>